This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey, and it's time to shine on with Christopher Radko. I bet if you looked on your Christmas tree, you'd find an ornament or two that bears his name. And while those ornaments are beautiful, he actually sold that company many years ago. His new company is called Heartfully Yours. And I got to watch Christopher with his fans recently at the Let It Shine Holiday Market. So many people came to see him to share their holiday stories. And just being around him makes you feel a little bit of that Christmas magic. Today, we're going to find out his secret. But first, I just want to say thank you, Christopher. Thank you, thank you so much for bringing your beautiful presence to our little market in Verplank. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed meeting all the people. And it really makes me happy that the ornaments, you know, bring such joy to people. So I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the chance to, to do such things and to be there. When you have a day or a weekend like you just had, where you had mm-hmm. um, a lot of time with the public, listening to everyone's story, signing so many ornaments, hearing everyone's Christmas story, does that cost you? Does that weigh you down or does it give you you fuel? That's a really good question. It kind of was different for me years ago. I used to do uh, signing events all over the country, and I would power through 50 cities, you know, in just the last few months of the year. So I would wake up not really knowing, you know, which city I was in each morning, just kind of looking at the hotel room. And that got to be very draining for me because I'd come back to my hotel every night, tired, and and a little disoriented, kind of realizing that people, you know, when you have two or 300 people that you're talking to individually because they wait online to meet you, you kind of wonder, like, do they see you, the human being, or do they see Santa's, you know, chief helper, you know, there? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the kid in me felt lonely. You know, it's like, well, wow, they're here to see Mr. Christmas, but they don't really know me as a human being. So that's how I used to feel, really, for many years. But uh, more recently, I, I, I have a different perspective. I, I love that I can do something that I'm good at. I love that I do something that makes a difference in my own way, you know, in other people's lives. I'm really grateful, as I said, for that opportunity. And so now uh, I would say it more charges me. It reminds me of the enthusiasm from the collectors and the customers. It does fuel me. It reminds me why I work so hard. It, 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 it's like, here's the reason. Here's the reason I work hard, and it's worth it all my effort. You know, I have a brand new company and it's a huge amount of work for me. You know, things are not the same as they were back in 1986 when I started my first company. Mm -hmm. Now everyone shop online. Everything's on the internet. It's a different way of of selling. And it's a huge learning curve for me. I'm not 24 Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, I'm in my 60s. You know, I really have to do a lot of catch up here. But all said and done, I, I do what I do because it's my, my mission, my purpose. I want to bring joy. I want to create warm memories for people. I want the ornaments to contain the memories of all the Christmases when they've been on people's Christmas trees. So what each year when they hang that ornament on their tree, they can say, wow, you know, we, we had this ever since, you know, our first daughter was born or ever since we just got married. I, I think that's pretty magical. And I'm, yes, seeing the enthusiasm of others lifts me up. I, I go home feeling 
charged and, and good. I feel loved, you know, in a, in a sense, and I feel that I'm on target, that what I'm doing really does resonate, you know, for other people. Right. This is what I saw watching you with people, and, and this is why I asked the question. You really, with each person that comes up to you, you give so much of yourself. You give your full attention. You're completely grounded. It's not like you're, you know, some slick caricature just dashing off an autograph. You're listening to the stories and I'm watching their eyes because they are just filled with magic being near you. And you're creating such a wonderful another wonderful holiday memory for them. And I I just wanted to compliment you on how beautifully authentic and organic the whole thing felt. It just felt like Christmas love, and it's really beautiful to watch. Thank you. That makes me feel good. Thank you for seeing that. It, that really means a lot to me because I know you, You in, in the course of your work, you've, you meet and you have met many, many people, a, a real kind of cross-section everywhere and kind of know what's, I guess, real and mm. fake. You know? So I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to know, I want to know where your Christmas spirit came from. Did you grow up in a happy house with lots of holiday cheer? Wow, actually, no. Um, and that is, that's a great question. Where does my holiday spirit come from? I think it was kind of a, a vacuum in my life. Uh, I, I grew up in a foster home, and so I didn't have, you know, siblings. I didn't have friends. The, the home that I lived in in Yonkers was um, kind of known for, like, the transience of, of foster kids. And so those kids really didn't fit into the, the playground or, you know, they were always the outsiders. And so I was definitely an outsider. But at Christmas time, there would be a beautiful Christmas tree. And I remember coming home and doing my homework, you know, by the light of the Christmas tree. And it, for me, it was almost an escape from the humdrum life that I felt like I'd had. And, and so, you know, the lights, the blinking lights, the colored lights, the shiny, the glistening ornaments, the, the Santa's on spaceships and rockets, because back then it was, you know, the, the, the race to, to land on the moon. So a lot of Christmas themes had, had kind of a, a, a futuristic, you know, George Jetson feel to them. I love that. I love the music. I love the cookies. Everything seemed to be a little bit brighter and happier and more cheerful at Christmas. So I, I noticed that. And I also enjoyed decorating. I remember at the foster home, there was a little village scene under the tree and I would spend hours, you know, moving the houses and rearranging them and tucking in the snow and, you know, moving the ice skaters on the pond. It was like this little world that, that was outside of, 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 of my own real world. And I think as I got older and, and I ended up finally living with my parents, they, you know, they finally earned enough money that they could actually take me to live with them. Christmas continued to be an escape because unfortunately when I lived with my parents, they had an awful marriage. Mm-hmm. So they were always fighting, you know, except at Christmas time. It's almost like they, they, you know, agreed to have a truce at Christmas time. And there was less terror <laughs> at Christmas time. It was a little bit more calm and peaceful and safe. I mean, I always felt safe around a Christmas tree. And, and I just, I, I still today, I just love 
I mean, it's hypnotic. I, I can stare at a Christmas tree for hours, and, and again, it's very relaxing. And it's like looking at a fish tank, I suppose. Yeah. You know, the, the gentle movements and the water and the bubbles and all that. I, I realized that I could make a difference at, at Christmas through the magic of Christmas ornaments. And But I didn't find that out until the tree fell over. Oh. And, you know, I was in my early 20s. I always wanted a tree that was taller than me. So if I was, you know four feet tall the tree had to be six or whatever you know as i got taller i'm six foot two or three right now so the tree has to be eight or nine feet tall now because i always want to feel like i'm still a little kid looking up in awe at the tree and so when when the tree fell over it was kind of my fault because i bought a new tree stand and one of the legs cracked and buckled and the whole tree fell crashing all these beautiful ornaments that belonged to to my family and, and to especially to my grandmother and she saw this mess on the floor and she blamed me. She said, you've ruined Christmas forever now, (laughs) which is awful, but because forever is a very long time, right? And so I realized I had to replace her family's collection. These were all cherished ornaments from when she was a little girl in 1905 or 1906. Mm -hmm. So they were really old ornaments from Europe. And, And so I actually had to go back to Europe to find glass blowers who still kept those old Christmas ornament traditions alive and I commissioned some glass blowers to make me a few ornaments and when I brought them home to New York all my friends wanted to buy them from me you know say where'd you get these beautiful glass ornaments like our grandmothers used to have and so I I, I sold them I was poor I was working in a mail room of a talent agency at the time I was earning 12,000 a year which after taxes 88 you know just 8,000 a year and not enough to survive in New York so I had little odd jobs here and there, uh, and one of them became selling Christmas ornaments on my lunch hour. And I taught myself how to import, and, you know, I, I, I sketched all the designs, and I faxed them over to Poland. I started working with glass blowers in Poland, and then eventually in Germany and Italy and other countries. But I found that the ornaments meant so much to people, and that that was my way of sharing some of the magic of Christmas with others. And as I started doing signing events, I started signing ornaments back in the late late 1980s. People would tell me their stories, and I realized that this is almost, you could almost say, sacred work. I mean, it is, it's a shared blessing for all of us, and the ornaments are a vehicle, a tangible object that contains those magical memories and the sparkle and the love. You know, here I am I'm with my new company, Heartfully Yours, and doing it all over again now. Did your grandmother ever get to see your success and learn that you didn't, in fact, ruin Christmas forever, but you <laughs> actually enhanced Christmas for millions? She sure did, yes. She lived for about seven or eight more years after that holiday mishap. She definitely forgave me. She had to because each year I designed many new designs. My first collection had over 70 designs, then it was 100, then it was 200 designs. And each year I'd bring home a box full of every single design. So before you knew it, the basement was chock-a-block full of ornaments. You could hardly walk through the basement without hitting a box of ornaments. And so she kind of realized, like, wow, you really did make up for this. And she she gave me a hug, and she definitely said she was sorry for Mm -hmm. being so so forthright in her opinions but but she saw how much good came out of it so i think i think it all worked out for the best we talked about um, that wonderful feeling of, of sitting in front of a christmas tree and feeling the magic and and how it gives us 
peace and it also gives us, I don't know, for me, it's like a cleansing energy. How do you tend to your spirit when it's not Christmas time? Well, you know, there's a, a, um, a lyric from a song. I, I like Julie Andrews. She's one of my favorite. Ho- I mean, I like Johnny Mathis and a bunch of other singers. But Julie Andrews has some wonderful old time carols on, on her many Christmas albums. And in one of them, the lyric goes, it's not the things you do at Christmas time, but the Christmas things you do all year through. Mm. And I really believe in that. You know, if, if you only open your heart on Christmas Day, then you've really lost the meaning of Christmas because Christmas isn't about just what happens on December 25th. If it includes that, but Christmas is really, for me, it's a way of life. It's about keeping your heart open all year long and finding the beauty in all people and finding their hearts and sharing your heart with them and not just saving that for Christmas Day. And and even more than that, I, I think that we are we are the embodiment of Christmas when we let that line light shine from us outwards. So people say, well, are you religious or are you spiritual? I'm not religious. I, I don't find that it's important for me to, to repeat a ritual of some sort every seven days. However, every day I feel that I'm walking in God's world and that everything is of God and we are part of the creation. We're all brothers and sisters. We're all from that same stardust, that same primal explosion, you know, trillions of years ago. And, and I, I feel we're all connected. And, and I think that is how we embody Christmas and, and we become Christmas ourselves. I guess religiously, a lot of people naturally focus on, well, Jesus was born on Christmas Day. Can that essence, that, that spirit of Christmas, be born through us every day as long as we live? Can we be the walking embodiment of that light of Christmas, that, if you will, Christ energy or God energy or Krishna? We can be the walking embodiment as best we can of that divine energy, however, whatever word we choose to name it. I think that's being Christmas all year long. And so for me, Christmas is not just for people who go to church. It's for everyone because we're all connected. We're all brothers and sisters on this really a tiny planet. We're really tiny planet in this huge, huge universe and galaxy. I, I always look for ways to express my Christmas heart every day, not not just on Christmas Day. We're talking to Christopher Radko, the artist behind the new ornament company, Heartfully Yours. I want to ask how you got here. When you think about that kid in the foster homes in Yonkers, sitting by the light of the Christmas tree, feeling like an outsider, did anyone help you find your spirit? That's a great question. I'll I'll say that I I always had this like inner voice that encouraged me to buck up and that things would be okay. Uh, just like a quiet, still voice inside me that would say, you know, don't worry, it'll be okay. Maybe people can't see you or understand you, or maybe you feel on the outside looking in, but you have worth, you have value. It was just, I don't know if it was like a guardian angel. You know, some people talk about a, a spirit guide or a guardian angel. And I believe completely in our connection with divine beings that, that support us and want to help us every day. But I felt that I listened. I listened as a little boy. I listened to that voice inside me that told me I had worth and not to despair 
despair and just to make the best of each day until I got older and could, you know, really be more more in charge of what I do. And so I always kept my own counsel. I didn't fall by the wayside. I didn't, you know, find myself being attracted to drugs or crime of any kind. I, I just, I, I, I found like somehow I will take charge of my life. And so I applied myself in school. I tried to get decent grades. I, I managed to, to skip one year of high school. So I graduated in 11th grade and I went to Columbia in New York. And even at Columbia, which is a great college, I, I spent half of the time doing uh, internships all over the city. I worked at the United Nations and Lincoln Center, and I worked on a Broadway show and various other jobs for college credit. And I, I just kind of paved my own way. I, I decided that I was not going to conform. I didn't feel like it was necessary to run with the flock of sheep. And that's not easy to do, except that growing up in a foster home, I was sort of used to it because there was no flock there <laughs> at all. I was very much on my own. And so as I got older and I was going to school, you know, in high school and all that, I didn't feel I had to join a group and be like them and, and smoke and get into trouble or whatever, you know, break into cars or whatever, you know, other guys might have been doing in order to belong. I didn't feel that need to, to do things that didn't set right for me just to belong to a group. I felt like I had enough self-worth within me. Even if I didn't have lots of friends, even if I didn't belong to a group, somehow I'm okay. I'm still, I have some self-worth, some, some a sense of self-value. And I've carried that with me all my life. And I still feel that way today. I mean, I love people. I love connecting with people. And at the same time, I don't feel that I have to be like other people just to feel like I belong. I, I rather that we express ourselves individually and not sell yourself short just to feel like you belong with, with some group, if, if that makes sense. Oh, Christopher Radko, it not only makes sense, I think people are going to roll that audio back and listen to it two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> because it was nutritious. <laughs> that was nutritious yeah, okay. for the spirit. That was nutritious yeah. for the spirit. And I will be rolling that back to listen to it two or three times. It's very um, encouraging to something deep inside. Now, what will your Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Christmas week look like? Is it quiet? <laughs> well, it's a combination. Um, I'm single, okay, so, uh, and accepting resumes. <laughs> like, well, why are you single? You're such a good catch, Chris. Well, I don't know. I, I'm single. Uh, what can I say? You know, so, but I'm accepting resumes. I, I joke about that, but I'm not like needing to be single all my life. But living here in Phillipstown, it's just, I'm lucky to have friends and people like, hey, you're not doing anything. Come on over for Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So I visit with friends, but more than that, even, I do spend time. I usually do Christmas Eve, maybe when I come home from visiting friends for dinner or something, but I like to spend an hour or two really on my own and I light a candle. This is a ritual I do each year, but it comes, I'm partly Polish in heritage and French and Scottish. I, I recently learned that with the 23andMe. But this is a particular Polish tradition where on Christmas Eve you commune with all your loved ones and your ancestors who are no longer here on earth. And so um, I light a candle and I have a, uh, I'm sorry, my, my dog is barking. All right, relax. No, I love it. So I light a candle, I light a candle and I have a list of all my loved ones and friends who are no longer in their bodies anymore. And I just kind of bring them in, into my mind and into my heart. 
on Christmas Eve. I just kind of acknowledge them and, and reminisce a little bit with each person about how much I love them and, and the grateful times that we, we have shared and just kind of remember them. And in a sense, you know, I bring them home for Christmas on, on Christmas Eve. That's, that's a, a, a kind of a spiritual ritual that I do each year on my own, just on my own. That is so beautiful. And now we need to know everything about your dog. Ah, my dog, Ariel, is the best dog in town. She's a border collie. Her favorite things are uh, running and jumping and retrieving. And every time, you know, I have a tennis ball or a frisbee, she's game to play. And she keeps me fit because, you know, I'm always at the computer all day long. And she kind of comes right over and she puts her, her head on my knee. It's like, come on, Daddy, let's go outside for some fresh air. You need it. And she's right. I do. Because it's not healthy to sit at your computer eight hours a day nonstop. So she gets me out. She's like my little coach. She gets me running and playing and getting some fresh air. She's a real pal. I, I love her. Her name is Ariel, like the mermaid. Ariel. Of course, of course. All righty. We are grateful for the time we've had to share with you and talk about the seasons. You've definitely given us some spirit. And is there anything else our listeners need to know this morning? Check me out at heartfullyyours.com. It's my new company because I sold my previous company, uh, the, the Christopher Radko company. I sold that. It's owned by a different company now. So I'm not connected with them. That got sold about, I don't know, 17 years ago. So my brand new boutique company is called Heartfully Yours. And you can come see how the ornaments are made and browse around at heartfullyyours.com. It's, it's my new baby. And I, it's thrilling that I get to continue to do what I truly love to do. Christopher Radko, you can meet him this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at his warehouse sale in Yorktown Heights. It's a benefit for Hillside Food Outreach, a Great Meals on Wheels program. So meet Christopher Radko, Saturday and Sunday, 9 to 5, at his warehouse in Yorktown, 2651 Strang Boulevard. Find out more at heartfullyyours.com. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for tuning in to Shine On. This coming Monday night at 6, we have our Circle of Women Zoom. It's free. It's fun. We're going to talk about signs and wonders. During this magical time when people search the stars for Santa's sleigh, we're going to talk about the things that you've seen or experienced that were just a little out of this world. So join us Monday night at 6 o'clock for the free Zoom and get some holiday inspiration. Visit caseysplace.com for more. And then on Tuesday night, the 19th, we have our beautiful Heavenly Peace Tibetan Bowl Meditation at Mount Carmel Hall in Verplank. I know, it's right in the midst of the hustle and bustle of the crazy holidays. And I dare you to bring a blanket and lie down and relax and find the peace within you while Michelle Clifton plays the Tibetan Bowls. I bet you make it a holiday tradition. And while we're making plans for the new year, be sure to include Let It Shine Valentine, a good old-fashioned dance party. We're going to have that on February 10th, a Saturday night in Verplank. On February 23rd, we're going to have our first Women's Empowerment Weekend at Marriondale. Have another one planned for August and July, in fact. Our thought for the day is from Dale Evans, who said, Christmas, my child, is love in action. Every time we love, every time we give, it's Christmas. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.